Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Advisors, LLC, GA, and or their investment advisor representatives. I'm Tammy Simpson, a certified financial planner, chartered retirement planning counselor, and accredited domestic partner advisor. And this is Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast. This podcast came about after considering why it would be worth your time for me to add more material into the vast universe of already available financial planning information. Books, newsletters, news shows, blogs, celebrity planning financial gurus, and of course, the internet, where Google is everyone's go-to financial planner. And then I remembered that throughout my life, one of the most valuable things I've ever sought was not information. It was an educated, wise, experienced opinion. And thus was born a reason to throw my two cents into the mix. I've been doing financial planning for over a decade, met with thousands of people, and designed hundreds of personalized financial plans. Don't expect this podcast to be heavy on data. I know data, I love data, I study data, I keep up on data, but this podcast is my educated opinion. In other words, welcome to Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast. Well, hello, I am Tammy Simpson, and this is My Two Cents, and with me today is Tony Short. Tony, welcome. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing great, Tammy. Thanks for having me on your show once again. And I always learn something. Uh, you cover topics that people really need to know about or ask about. I know a lot of folks come in and ask you about these things. And uh, we've covered some really important topics uh, on the podcast in the past. Uh, but now I know you have another good one. But before we get into that, uh, I wanted you know, I've had a great week. My family is doing good. My kids are keeping me busy and work's keeping me very busy. Uh, but I know you have a busy schedule as well. How are things going over there? Oh, all is well here in Orange County. It's been beautiful, a little cooler. Of course, we don't have a real fall. Um, <laughs> the palm trees don't change colors. But Sunny and 70. <laughs> sunny sunny and 70. Right. But anyway, we're getting in the mood and no, all is well. And it's good to be here today and to talk about another subject that I get asked a lot of questions about. And what's that? That is that good old reverse mortgage. Oh, reverse mortgages. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of uh, misconceptions out there about reverse mortgages uh, and people either love them or hate them. I hear people saying, oh, these are great. They're going to really help people. And other people say, oh, don't ever get involved in that. So it's another one of those topics, which is probably why so many people ask you about it, right? They do. And a lot of people who don't ask me about it, I typically bring it up. And, you know, over the years, it's been interesting to see people's reactions when I say to them, so tell me what you think or feel or know about reverse mortgages. And I've had everything from oh, you know, my parents got one or my friends got one and it seems to be great or I don't know anything about them or I don't even want to talk about them. Um, I've had one woman who when I asked that, she literally put her arms uh, like her wrists crossed up in front of her face and said to me, don't even bring it up. 
and <laughs> yeah, pretty adamant <laughs> uh, against it. Oh yeah, uh, she must have yes. had some strong opinions uh, about a reverse mortgage or not liked them. Yes, oh for sure. And I do think that people have a strong feeling. I'm not even sure they have a an opinion, but I think a lot of people have very strong feelings, very strong reactions just to the idea of a reverse mortgage. And I understand that. And I think that that's one of the first things um, that I'd like to talk about, Tony, is that a lot of times um, I see people who don't even know why, but they are just so, um, so adverse to the, the idea of a reverse mortgage. They just have a feeling. It's just like, ooh, no, I don't, don't think I want to do that. And I say to them, well, tell me more about that. And and they say, I just don't want to, I don't know. Those are bad, aren't they? Um, mm, interesting. And I also think there's a social thing. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to admit to their friends that they have a reverse mortgage. Nobody. I mean, this is almost more secret than the sex talk. No one, oh, wow. you know, no one wants their friends to know they reverse mortgaged. And I think part of this is because there is, and I could be wrong, but I think there's a little bit of a stigma to the idea that, oh, we were in such dire straits that we had to reverse mortgage. You know, we were. Yeah, I, I people might think maybe it's a last resort when you're broke, you get a reverse mortgage. Is that why? That's why I think that's it. Yes. It's like people think that anyway. They do think that they it's it's been associated with folks who are, you know, like going to have to eat cat food while they were retired unless they reverse mortgaged their home. Um, it's it is kind of, I think, got a, a an attached stigma of its a last resort sort of a thing because who in their right mind would want to get a reverse mortgage? Well, I can tell you a lot of very well-to-do, well-off people who do not need the money who have got a reverse mortgage, okay? <laughs> um, wow. but, but it still sort of comes with that idea that, oh, those people couldn't keep their house paid off. Hmm, interesting. So where do we start? Why do people get a reverse mortgage? Well, okay, so let's talk about that. So, you know, I know in different places in the United States, real estate is different. But here in Southern Cal, where I live, uh, real estate is very expensive. You know, oh, <laughs> yeah, you can you can say that twice. Yes, it's one yeah. of those places uh, in the United States where the cost of living is most dramatically impacted by the cost of living of our of our uh, real estate um so much of a person's budget goes to the cost of their real estate or their where they live yeah or their rent you know it's very very high price to live so it isn't uncommon here in southern cal for people to cruise into retirement and really almost the only thing they've been able to save is to get their house paid off Um, you know, because so much of our wealth has to go into just where we live, the building we live in. It's true. So, you know, we have very expensive real estate. A lot of our wealth is in the real estate that we live in. And so one of the reasons would be in that kind of an environment to say, hey, you know, I've got this million 
million is the minimum almost. You could almost not buy right. a house for less than a million around here, and that's a little starter house, right? Yeah. So yeah, you've crazy. got a $2 million house, and you don't really want to move out of it. You know, you love it. It's you, You've redone everything and lived in it for 20 years, and it's, you know, on Laguna Beach or wherever it is, and you go, I, I want to stay in my house. But boy, you've got this um, $2 million tied up in it. Um, and you don't necessarily want to die with $2 million of equity in your home. So you're thinking, how do I take that trip to Italy every year, but stay in my house? Well, a reverse mortgage could be a really good answer to that solution. It's one of the ways to free up and to access uh, some of the equity in our homes. And so I would say that is the primary reason that my clients will use a reverse mortgage. Um, now then you might say, well, why not just get a, a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, uh, if you want to, because you know that's socially acceptable. It doesn't feel so bad to say, I think I'll take out a home equity line of credit. Um, but there are some disadvantages and advantages. You should look at those two things carefully because a HELOC has to be paid back right? Yep. You have to make payments on that um, every so month. So the home equity, you're talking about a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan uh, saying that, that you call it a HELOC, that has to be paid back when you take that out. That's correct. So, you know, you could take a second out on your home, get that home equity line of credit, and you could use that to free up some of the equity in your home, but you are going to need to make payments on that loan. And those loans, typically do have a, uh, a a length of time during which they do need to be paid back. Um, and then you're going to need to get another HELOC if you do that. And you're going to have to get another HELOC and you're going to be subject to whatever interest rates apply at the time of getting those loans. And you are going to need to make payments. And then of course, you know, we do have the new tax laws that impacted our HELOCs and, and no longer make the interest on them deductible unless they are used specifically for home improvements. And uh, um, okay. so we've kind of lost that advantage to the HELOC. Mm. So with a reverse mortgage, you can access equity in your home and not have a monthly loan payment to make and not ever have to redo it. And it's, it's good for as long as you're alive. Um, so it is a great way to access the, the equity. It's all, and, and you might need that equity for medical expenses. Maybe you put a, HELA, uh, a, a reverse mortgage in place in lieu of saying, maybe I'll use this if I need long-term care. Um, who knows why you want to access the equity in your home, but it's just a great way to do that. So you're saying there are pros and cons to each. A uh, home equity line of credit, uh, taking out a, a, an equity line of credit or a second mortgage in your house, or a, a reverse mortgage. There are differences and there are pros and cons to each, obviously. Absolutely, yes. So, But I would say today, since we're going to talk about reverse mortgage, the advantage is that you can get to some of the money in the equity in your home and you're not taking out a loan that you need to make payments on. Ah, I see. So you won't have payments added to your, you won't have extra monthly payments to pay it back. Exactly. Exactly. 
So that's probably the, the main reason that people do that is they say, you know what, I got a lot of equity in my home. I'd like to spend some of it during my lifetime. So I'm going to do it through the use of a reverse mortgage. Um, another reason people get a reverse mortgage is just to get rid of their house payment. So, you know, let's say your house payment is $2,500 a month. Well, add that up over a year and um, say, boy, you know what? If I could just get rid of my house payment, then my cash flow becomes a lot more pleasant. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. So you don't even have to make your regular house payments if you do a reverse mortgage? So you can do a reverse mortgage that will erase your house payments, yes. Oh, okay. And then sometimes that's that's the best you can do, right? Um, now, I'm in this uh, podcast, I'm not going into the the minute details of of a reverse mortgage. People need to talk to a reverse mortgage specialist. Because if, right, because it depends on their personal situation, you know, how much equity they do or don't have, etc. So it, it, as with everything regarding finances, especially, everybody's situation is different. And you want to sit down and talk to a specialist. Absolutely. Because you have to meet age criteria. Your home has to meet certain criteria. You have to have a certain amount of equity in the home. You want, yeah. you know, there are different interest rates. There are different loan terms, just like if you're taking out a regular mortgage, you know, oh, okay. to buy a house. So what about the age? How old do you have to be to get a reverse mortgage? Just so our listeners out there might be curious about that. Yeah, I think the age right now is 62. Yep. Um, You have to be 62. And if you're married, you both have to be 62. Um, if I have actually had people, um, if you... If you're both the joint owners, you both have to be 62. If you have separate property and, you know, just the husband or just the wife uh, owns the house, it can be a different, it can be a different situation. Yeah. But for the most part, you need to be 62. Yeah. And, and to double check your situation, you, you should talk to, uh, again, a specialist. So uh, obviously there are pros then to a reverse mortgage, it sounds like. Uh, what are some of the cons? I mean, I've heard uh, people say, oh, you don't want a reverse mortgage. They cost so much. The fees are terrible. Yes. Is there any truth to that? You know, I don't know where that came from, Tony. I bet you there are reverse mortgages that have bad fees and, and all of that. But I don't really, that is not what I'm familiar with. My clients who have got a reverse mortgage, basically reverse mortgages cost about the same as getting any mortgage. Um, and, you know, when you get a mortgage, there are closing costs and there's loan fees, et cetera. So I don't think they're any more expensive than um, just any other loan that you're going to get. Um, <clears throat> interest rates seem to track pretty much with other mortgage uh, interest rates. So I think maybe back in the day, back in the beginning, a lot of times, you know, when things are new, uh, it's a different situation. Today, reverse mortgages are so um, scrutinized. They are so uh, controlled. They are so rules and regulated. Yeah, they're regulated. Yeah, yes. that um, I, I just don't think that's the case anymore. But certainly, again, when you go to look at that, you should look at the cost of that loan and you should look at the interest rates. And I assume that like all mortgages, 
you can get all different types, right? You can get fixed, you can get variable, you can get different types of loans. So you want to be aware that there are different types of these. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't sure. think the cost and the interest rate is a, a prohibitive or a negative. I would say the biggest negative to a reverse mortgage is that um, you are chewing up some of the equity in this home. So sure, you're using up your equity. Yes, and yes, to do this, to yeah. do this, and think of the the name of this reverse mortgage. So if you take out a mortgage to purchase a home, you go, you buy a house that's a million dollars, and you put two hundred thousand dollars down. You take out an eight hundred thousand dollar loan, and it's a 30-year loan and every month you make your payment and every payment you're paying some interest and some principal and as the years tick by the balance on that loan is going down right well in a reverse mortgage it is the reverse of that so you're taking out a loan on that home And remember, you're not making a payment. So let's say you, let's say you borrow 500,000 in through a reverse mortgage against your million dollar house. And I just pulled that out of the air. So don't use that as a, yeah, this is just a hypothetical. Right. Okay. So you take this uh, $500,000 reverse mortgage. Now every month you do not make a mortgage payment, a loan payment. So that loan payment is added to the balance of what you owe. Okay. So in, sure. so instead of the, the loan amount going down over your lifetime in a reverse mortgage, the amount you owe is going up. Right. Okay. And yep. it's reverse. It does the reverse of what a regular mortgage does. Now you go, oh my goodness, that's horrible. Well, <laughs> it's, it's not horrible unless the only time it's horrible is if um, you want your kids or someone to inherit your house. In that case, it might be horrible, right? Right. That's why you have to look at what situation you, you're in. Exactly. So, you know, I have clients who have a family farm in South Dakota and um, that farm has been in their family for four generations and everybody goes to South Dakota every summer. And so that would not be a good property to mortgage, to reverse mortgage, no. because it someone at the demise of whom, whoever is using it at the time, you know, gets the reverse mortgage someone is going to have to pay off that loan to keep that house in the family at their demise. Now, if it's a home that nobody wants, nobody cares at all about, then that's a whole different story because people say, well, what happens when I die? Well, when you die, the same thing happens with a reverse mortgage that would happen with a primary mortgage. And that is, it has to be paid off. Right. right. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So if you die with your house, you bought a million dollar house, you die and you owed 300000 on it. Your kids or beneficiaries 
if they want the house, they're going to have to pay off the 300000 Right. If they don't, they're going to have to sell the house and pay off the 300000 right? Yep, yep. And then they get the, they get to the balance. Well, if it's a reverse mortgage, what, when you die, whatever the balance is, the same thing happens. Your beneficiaries have to either pay it off if they want to keep it or sell it and pay it off. Um, so, or refinance it, you know, do whatever, the same thing they would have to do. So, but I, I would say that, that if it's a house that is some family heirloom special home that you know you want to keep in the family and no one's going to have the money to pay that mortgage off at your demise, then that's not a good home to reverse mortgage, right? Right. Um, but there's a lot of people that say, you know, my kids would rather get my Apple stock than this house. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think we'll spend the money in our house and when we die, they'll get the Apple stock. Otherwise, we're going to have to spend the Apple stock while we're living to take our trips or to pay our medical expenses. So sometimes it's it's a question of deciding what would our kids rather inherit. Yeah, true. Good point. If the if you know your kids really want the house and you want to leave that to them, then a reverse mortgage may not be the best option. Exactly. Uh, but you have to look at the situation. What else is there? Uh, are they going to get a lot out of it anyway? That type of thing. Exactly. If it's something they're going to sell anyway, it might not make that big of a difference. But again, it depends on their situation and yours at that point. And that's why it's good to look at all the options. Uh, you know, I, I just shake my head at anybody who takes off any uh, legitimate financial option. You know, uh, we hear about, you know, this financial vehicle or that financial vehicle or uh, this type of life insurance policy. Well, I like to look at all the options on the table and work with somebody like you who's an independent who's going to look out for your client's best interests. And if, you know, you'd never recommend a, a reverse mortgage to somebody unless it was in their best interest. Yeah. And I think, you know, more than anything, um, what you just said is is so important. I think when we sit down to create a financial plan, we don't want to take anything off the table. We want to say, let's take a look at everything and let's really, um, let's take these pieces of the puzzle and figure out how we're going to have the best outcome. And, and instead, what I see people do is just close their minds so quickly to tools that might actually give them the best outcome just because they oh, just don't like the sound of it, right? And the other thing is, Tony, we spend most of our life trying to get our house paid off, right? Yeah, <laughs> Everybody that's true. wants to get their house paid yep. off. Oh, if I yep. could have my house paid off. Um, you know, that is a big deal. I see people haul hundreds of thousands of dollars out of their tax deferred accounts to get their house paid off because they just want to retire with their house paid off. They want to be able to go golfing with their friends. Yeah, the house is paid off. There is something about the house being paid off that is more often an emotional, conceptual, uh, feel-good thing than it is the best financial uh, positioning. And so, you know, I think that that's a big deal. One thing also I want to mention, Tony, before we run out of time People are unaware that there is such a thing as a reverse mortgage purchase. So yeah. a reverse mortgage, like I had some people in here last week 
they have a house here in the area. They, they, um, it's about worth about a million and they owe 300,000. So they said, our plan is to sell our house, get the 300, get the 700,000. We're going to move to South Carolina. We're going to spend half of it, about 400,000. We're going to pay cash for a house there. So we have a house paid off and 300,000 left over. And I said, oh, you know, do you have friends, family? You always wanted to move to South Carolina? They looked at me and they said, oh, heavens, no. We want to live here so bad. And I said, "Um, well, why aren't you living here? Well, number one, they'd never considered a reverse mortgage uh, as an option to get rid of the $300,000 they owed on their home. But then I said to them, you know, you still could sell your home here if you wanted, take your equity. And if you do go to North Carolina or South Carolina, wherever it was, you could reverse mortgage purchase. And they went, what's that? I said, well, you can put, and this is again, very broad terms. You can buy a house with a reverse mortgage by putting down a 40 to 50% down. And then you never have a house payment for the rest of your life. So that's a pretty cool idea to, to say one of the strategies is to sell the house I'm in, get the equity out, and then maybe I go buy a $500,000, $600,000 house, and I just put two or 300000 down, and I never have a house payment. So it's not just about reverse mortgaging a house you're in. You can actually purchase a home using a reverse mortgage and free up a lot of the money that's currently in equity in a house for your benefit and use and spending during your retirement years. So again, I think my whole thing with a reverse mortgage, my two cents with a reverse mortgage is don't take it off the table, get educated, talk to someone like me, see if it uh, makes sense in your situation. And if it does, then go talk to somebody who is an expert in reverse mortgages and get all the details. And what I think is always a good thing to do, Tony, I have my folks uh, go talk to someone who that's what they do, reverse mortgage, bring me all that stuff back. I can ask questions of that person with my clients. And so they've got a second set of eyes and ears just kind of alongside of them to say, well, what about this? What about that? And I think that's how an advisor like myself can come into play is to help people kind of deal with their feelings about a reverse mortgage. And then also just to be that kind of second set of ears and eyes to say, hey, is there anything we're missing here? Right. And I think that's so important. Now we're out of time for today's show. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation? Okay, Tony. Well, you can follow me on Facebook. You could get more information at Tammy'sTwoCents.com. And that's Tammy's, T-A-M-I-S, the number two cents, C-E-N-T-S.com. If you haven't yet, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, subscribe to our podcast. Um, But you can uh, go to our webpage, uh, WealthFinancialGroupWest.com. All kinds of ways to get a hold of us. All right. That sounds great, Tammy. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Tammy's Two Cents with our host, Tammy Simpson. I'm Tammy Simpson, and you've been listening to Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast. 
I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself and your family is financial planning. Taking time to intentionally and purposefully create a plan for your money. I hope these podcasts inspire you to do just that. Get more information at Tammy'sTwoCents.com. If you haven't yet, go to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify and subscribe to this podcast. Join me next week for another Tammy's Two Cents podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Tammy Simpson offers investment advisory services through Gradient Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Wealth Financial Group West Inc. is not a registered investment advisor and is not an affiliate of Gradient Advisors, LLC. Insurance products and services are offered through Tammy Simpson, independent agent. Wealth Financial Group West Inc., Tammy Simpson, and Gradient Advisors, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.